Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. (laughs) I love saying that. (laughs) And thank you for joining me. Yes. And what a time, what a time it is in the world. For those who may listen to this years from now, uh, this is just after the insurrection or whatever it's being called at the Capitol in D.C. And so there's a lot of strain and stress in the world And so Spirit has guided me to talk about that today. Our topic is Transcending Stress. And so, let us begin with a prayer and a blessing as we always do. Hand on our heart, we are grateful and thankful to partner up with that higher Holy Spirit self with the unlimited field of pure love intelligence We are grateful and thankful to fulfill our function as Course in Miracles students, knowing that our function is to forgive, our function is to take responsibility, our function is to recognize that we have the ability to respond with love, with kindness, with compassion, with caring, with correction rather than punishment. And we are grateful and thankful to open our hearts and minds to pure spirit guiding us and leading us in what we say and what we do and where we go and when. We are grateful to put all of this on the altar We are willing to be led and guided by pure spirit. So grateful to come together to share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we allow it to be, and so it is. Amen. 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 Yes. All right. So it is absolutely 100% normal that people would be feeling really stressed out. When we experience stress, it is not because of what's happening. It's because of how we interpret it. It's always that. And... This is why we work at the level of the mind to change our thoughts and beliefs so that we can actually heal our belief system and go back to the truth and no longer need our beliefs at all. We just exist in what um, Dr. Hugh Len calls the zero state, uh, really living in that place where we're not adding anything to the truth. We're simply living in alignment with the truth. And then our mind is free and available for guidance and insight and for us to consciously attune to our own heart's desires and fulfilling them and living a life of great love and great wisdom and clarity, peace and joy, freedom, prosperity. So this is what we're, we're on the track of. And so one of the important things for us to really do is to take responsibility for the thoughts we think, the choices we make, and including our emotional choices. And it often seems like we don't have any, but we do. So A Course in Miracles tells us that we're never upset for the reason we think. And less, that's lesson five. Lesson six, I'm not, I am upset because I see something that is not there. What do we see that's not there? The meaning we made of things in the past. And so the past comes up for healing when we're upset in the present moment. And we can learn to take these upsets as an opportunity to heal our mind about the past. 
And so for me, I, I found that lesson five very helpful. I'm never upset for the reason I think. And there is a tendency to say, well, wait a minute. What about this? What about that? And to start making exceptions. And so we learn not to do that. In in lesson five, Jesus says there are no small upsets. They are all equally disturbing to my peace of mind. And so it, it, if we can just tell ourselves, hey, I'm not upset for the reason I think. I'm not angry at this person for the reason I think. I am not disappointed in these people for the reason I think. I am not afraid of these people for the reason I think. That the manifestation is just helping us point to the root cause. Now, most of the time we don't know what the root thought is. A lot of the time we don't. We don't know where it comes from. It's lifetimes ago. And so we can just accept that we don't know the root cause, but we are not upset now for the reason we think. And it's, I think it's, it's extremely helpful to us right in this moment now to realize that people are experiencing chronic amounts of stress. So particularly those who are not students of truth and Course in Miracles, they are going to be in an even more challenging position than we are. So feeling locked down, feeling that they can't leave their homes, uh, feeling that it's not safe, that that getting together with friends is, is a threat, as many people do believe these things. It's uh, um, very challenging. Many of us know people who work in the medical profession and other professions, the frontline workers, and the experience that they're having is super intense. And they're experiencing PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, and though they're, <laughs> they're not post-trauma, a lot of them, right? They're actively in the trauma experience. And so there's many folks who are going through uh, the worst time in their lives. And it, it and it just keeps coming and keeps coming and keeps coming and keeps coming. And it doesn't seem to end. In fact, it seems to get worse. It's like waves lapping at the beach. It recedes a little and then comes back even stronger. And so that is intensely stressful. Not being able to feel like, okay, we weathered that, that's over. Oh no, here it comes again. So that's very stressful. So those of us who are close to someone who's in the medical profession and is experiencing all of that uh, intensity in healthcare. That stress is probably going to rub off on you because it would be very difficult to live with someone who's going through something intensely stressful and not have empathy, not fall into agreement or alignment with them. And when People are in a life and death situation day after day after day. It is intensely stressful. And people can learn to look at it differently. And that that's something that we are practicing as A Course in Miracles students, recognizing that we are eternal, infinite beings, that the world is an illusion, it's not real. And that still there's a purpose to it that we're a part of, and it's important to us. It's important to us. So 
if we can recognize that there are no small upsets and they're all equally disturbing to my peace of mind, and we can begin throughout our days, this is what I did, it really helped me, is to really tackle the little tiny ones, the ones I can't find a pen that works. And noticing I feel irritated, I feel frustrated. And to say, okay, so what's that about? Let me not just manage and cope with this, but let me look at it and say, okay, what has this got to help me rise above the battlefield? So I learned to take a deep breath and to notice what my thoughts were. And to see if my thoughts were true or was I repeating the past. And so very often when there's a sense of frustration and irritation, at least for me, I find that it's because I feel like I can't get it right. I feel like my efforts are in vain. I feel like I'm being thwarted. And that feels frustrating and irritating to me. But, again, it's all my perspective. Pain is a wrong perspective. So, in in this moment right now that we're living in at the beginning of year 2021, people have been living, most people around the world, many people around the world, Uh, have been living, particularly in the United States and the UK, have been living in a compromised life. And they've had to make all kinds of adaptations and adjustments for living with this virus, waiting for a vaccine. And many people feel they don't want to take a vaccine, so... That's another stress for many people. Many people feel like, okay, once I get that vaccine, I can relax. The vaccine is coming, and I know that. And then we've had all this political divisiveness in the United States now for what seems like forever. And that's very stressful because it's stressful between friends. It's stressful in families. It's stressful in workplaces when people disagree vehemently and particularly it is stressful in relationships when there is a sense that we have different values that can be very upsetting and so one thing that we can just recognize is that many many people that we know and maybe you're one of them maybe I'm one of them have been experiencing chronic stress for many months now. Chronic stress of worry and concern about the election, about (laughs) just health and safety, about being able to uh, do your work. Many businesses have closed. It's affected people financially in the most devastating ways. People that have worked for to build a business for decades have had the business completely crash and burn. And as Course of Miracles students, we can keep our head above the incredible distress by saying, I don't know what everything is for but everything works together for my good, and I'm going to accept that. I'm going to know that, and I'm going to let Spirit show me how that could be true. And uh, in in Lesson 5, I'm never upset for the reason I think, uh, Jesus tells us when using the idea for today, For a specific perceived cause of an upset in any form, use both the name of the form in which you see the upset and the cause which you ascribe to it. So I'm not hurt by so-and-so for the reason I think. I'm not fearful about the virus for the reason I think. So that's the practice. And then he says to us, uh, 
Examine your mind for whatever is distressing you, regardless of how much or how little you think it is doing so. This is really worth doing. As I said, you'll start to see all these little things that you can get tremendous amount of healing about. You know, I'm upset because I forgot to get orange juice, and now I can't make my smoothie the way I like it. Is that why you're upset? Do you need the smoothie? Does your happiness depend on the smoothie? What have you decided the smoothie represents to you? So it's really beginning to look at it that way. I just found so much benefit from working this over and over and over again. And so he says here, uh, you may also find yourself less willing to apply today's idea to some perceived sources of upset than to others. So it it might be that you you might not want to think in this strategic way, this healing way, about some things. You may just not even think about that. It's funny how the mind can compartmentalize. And then recognize, he says here, I cannot keep this form of upset and let the others go. For the purposes of these exercises, then, I will regard them all as the same. And so this is the thing is, we, make, we justify some upsets so that we can keep them. We justify them rather than letting them go. And that's pretty normal for people to do. And it also really impedes our healing. So if we'd like to truly transcend stress and upset, we have to apply this idea of I'm never upset for the reason I think unilaterally across the board to everything. And I do think it helps to have pen and paper when you're doing this. So you can be a little more contemplative and look at these things. And then in Lesson 6, there's a lot of repeating in here. But it's, I'm angry at whatever because I see something that is not there. I'm worried about this situation because I see something that is not there. I'm afraid of this situation because I see something that is not there. So this is really taking things up a notch. And so the key points to remember here are we're truly giving everything in this world all the meaning that it has for us. And we're the ones that are giving the meaning that upsets us. And there are no small upsets. Everything is equally disturbing to my peace of mind. And I cannot keep this form of upset and let the others go. So if I'm going to hold on to this particular upset, I am trading it for my happiness, for my joy. And that's that's a choice that we make because we don't, really fully love ourselves so as a practice of self-love we can use this practice of I'm never upset for the reason I think by choosing to look at even just the small ones in order to relinquish them and then there's lesson 25 I do not know what anything is for and so This lesson is so, so helpful at stress relief. Boy, has it been helpful to me over the years. And uh, my go-to when something upsets me can be, uh, well, there's no reason for me to be upset because I don't even know what this is for. And if I am upset already then I'm thinking I know what it's for, but I don't. I don't. So let me not think that I do because it upsets me to think that I do. And I love myself too much to walk around upset today in any way. 
So in this lesson 25, I do not know what anything is for. Purpose is meaning, Jesus says. Today's idea explains why nothing you see means anything. You do not know what it is for. Therefore, it is meaningless to you. Everything is for your own best interests. That's what it is for. So that's the other thing you can say. I don't know what anything is for. And the way I say it is, except it's for my good. So Jesus says, everything is for your own best interests. It's my good. That's what it's for. And so I'm going to receive it that way, even though that's not how my mind is interpreting it right now. That's not how it looks to me right now, but that is what I'm going to go for. And he says, again, you do not know what what things are for. Therefore, it's meaningless to you. Everything is for your own best interests. That is what it is for. That is its purpose. That is what it means. It is in recognizing this that your goals become unified. It is in recognizing this that what you see is given meaning. Everything works together for my good and there are no exceptions. Everything is for my own best interests. Everything I'm experiencing is for the highest and best, even when it seems like it's not. It's for the highest and best given my state of consciousness, given my state of willingness, given my loving heart state that is right now. We're never being punished ever, 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 but we're always being corrected. So that's an important thing to understand. We we talked about punishment and correction uh, in the Laws of Chaos episodes. And so that is uh, a really, really valuable thing to understand about these teachings of A Course in Miracles, that the teaching is that There's no punishment. God doesn't punish. So it's not our nature to punish because our nature is God's nature. Our nature is to correct, to be helpful and to correct. And so when we see someone in need of correction and it upsets us that they're in need of correction, that they're not doing it the way that it should be done according to our worldview. That upset is telling us that we're judging, we're opinionated, and we need to offer those opinions and judgments judgments up to spirit and say, okay, take these out of my mind so I never think them again. I'm, I'm not interested in judging. I'm not interested in attacking. I'm interested in being loving and supportive and kind and compassionate. Yes. In this time of intensity, there's a great sense of lack of control. And that is a major stressor. When people don't feel they have control over their finances, they don't have control over their home, their household. Many people have got relatives living with them now. Many people have got children uh, schooling from home. And so people are working from home. There's not a sense that they have control over their domain and their time and their activities. And that is very stressful for people who are used to being in control or thinking they were in control of those things. We may not be in control of what we can do. People can't go on vacation like they normally would. People can't follow through on their plans for their weddings and things like that. Out of control. Your loved one passes away. You can't even have a proper funeral or memorial and things like that. There is so much 
that people are experiencing as being out of their control. And that is intensely stressful. And it does lead people to making a meaning of it that's not helpful, that actually increases the stress. So wherever you feel stressed or pressured or disappointed or upset, you can look at really drill down into what is the meaning you make of it and is it true you're going to have a lot of healing because of that this is what walking the talk really is this is what living a course of miracles really is and I'd like to say a huge thank you to all the supporters who help support this show. One of the great things you can do is to write a review wherever you receive a podcast from. And if you're not sure, you can go and look. Your reviews just help more people find the show. So it's a free offering. And another free offering is the Course of Miracles app with deluxe features. It's complete, Course in Miracles complete. So take a look at that wherever you get your apps from. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. I'm so glad you came back. (laughs) And we are talking about transcending stress. Transcending stress, stress reduction, is an active thing. It's not going to happen if we get passive. We need to get active about it. So in the first half of this episode, I talked about really being willing to look at your mind and change your mind about things. And that is your number one tool, as always, as a Course of Miracles student, a practitioner of a Course of Miracles. We are changing our mind about things. And what is it that is really what are the thought patterns that are stressing us out? It's the thoughts that things aren't going to change, that we're stuck, it's out of our control, there's nothing we can do, this is happening to us, I can't make it stop, and it's not what I want, and I'm never going to be happy, Uh, my life is threatened, my happiness is threatened, my family is threatened, my core is threatened. These are the things that make life very, very stressful. I remember when my mom was so sick at the end of her life, my father was incredibly stressed, and I was stressed too. And so one of the things I noticed about that, particularly with my father, was his memory and brain functioning was not doing well. And so I got very proactive, and I found that I was having a similar experience. Plus, one of the things that causes stress is when things are changing all the time. And so we can experience Uh, We can see that happening in the world today. Things are changing all the time. Oh, I can't go to that restaurant anymore. I can't go to that store anymore. I can't do the things that were the staples of my life anymore. can't play cards with my friends anymore. I can't. It's not forever. It's temporary. But still, it's these are the things that cause tremendous stress is thinking that the things that are important to me are being taken away from me. While simultaneously there's a lot of fear that it's not safe. It's not safe, it's not safe, it's not safe. And so when my father and I were taking care of my mother at the end of our life, one of the things that was happening was... and. Anybody who's been through uh, a major health challenge will know this is true, especially if you're the caregiver uh, or you're on your own dealing with it. 
you're caregiving yourself, very often in health situations, the protocols change every day. So that was what we were experiencing with my mother in the last, say, two months of her life, that the protocols were consistently changing as she became less and less capable of even swallowing. So these changes mean you have to adapt instantly to the changes. And you haven't had any training in it. I'm not a nurse. I'm not a doctor. I had no training in caring for someone who was quickly becoming an invalid. I didn't know what to do. And I didn't know what to do as a psychologist or any of those things because I don't have that training. Uh, My training is I'm a minister, I'm a spiritual counselor, and I've worked in business. I've worked, I have a master's degree in screenwriting. I've written plays and screenplays, but I had no preparation for this. So I adapted what I knew to do. And so self-care and care for my mother became high priority and for my dad. How can I care for them? How can I really let them know that I love and am caring for them? So as and and for myself, so I was looking for those things all the time. So it's in things like preparing food, which, of course, right now is even more challenging because you can't just always run out to the grocery store and get what you want. The store may not have it, right? And you may not wish to go to the store frequently. I know for myself, if I never had to go to the grocery store again, I would be so fine with that. It's It's not a place I love to go. And I would so love to have a personal shopper. (laughs) So I never had to go to the grocery store again. Or just, you know, didn't have to go very often. It's just not, it's not what I enjoy. I don't hate it or dislike it or anything like that. But I just don't enjoy it. And so now it's even less enjoyable. People are standing back, letting people do their thing, waiting till that social distance areas cleared, okay, now I can reach in and I can get my bananas, that kind of thing. And sometimes I'll pick something up to look at it and I think, oh, do I have to keep this now? I'm not sure this is the one I want. And so looking at things like that. And um, here in Vermont, everybody wears a mask in the store. I don't see anybody not wearing a mask in the store. I frequently forget to wear a mask and then uh, I have to, usually I remember before I get in the door, but sometimes I don't. Sometimes I've been shopping for a little while, store's very quiet, there aren't a lot of people, and then I realize, oh my God, I forgot my mask in my car. And I have to leave my groceries and everything, run out to the car and get it. Um, so... Yeah, and living here in Vermont, it's like the lowest COVID rate in the United States, uh, statewide. And so I I feel very safe here, but still, I, I, I did start this pandemic in New Jersey, or uh, I was in L.A., and then when lockdown started, I was in New Jersey. And so, and I remember how anxious people were in the beginning so super anxious understandably so especially in new york new jersey area where it was really really intense so we can help alleviate that stress with self-care by taking time to go for walks and taking time to reach out to friends and loved ones. And I'm so grateful for Zoom and all the opportunities that I now have to connect with loved ones on Zoom. And we're doing that. We're we're totally doing that. My friends and I are doing it. My family and I are doing it. And it's great to be able to see our loved ones and connect with them 
in that way. It's not the same, but it still is better than just talking to them on the phone, I think. And it's better than just uh, not talking with people. And for some people who don't have a lot of close friends or their close friends and loved ones are very, very busy because now their children are at home uh, or they're working extra hours, all of that, that can be very challenging. So that's why in the Power of Love community, we have gatherings so, for instance, uh, I added a couple gatherings this past weekend, uh, Sundays with Spirit. I invited everybody to stay on afterwards and talk and dialogue for a while. And I may do that for a while uh, so that people can have that connection. People were very appreciative of it. So uh, if you're in the UK, I'm doing a workshop on Saturday, January 16th. It's online. It's called Living from Vision, Unleashing Love with A Course in Miracles. It's a three-hour online workshop on Zoom, and it's at 10 a.m. UK time. So uh, it's 5 a.m. my time. So you know I love you. <laughs> but uh, come, and uh, if you can, if you'd like to, bring a notebook, and we're going to have some fun. All the details are on the events page at jenniferhadley.com. Also, I am looking to do a spontaneous workshop later in the day <laughs> to help with the stress relief and what to do when we're freaking out and we're melting down so that you've got some real tips and tools. These are the ones I teach in Masterful Living and Finding Freedom. So uh, would like to be truly helpful, feeling guided to do this so look for those details. I don't have them right now. But uh, sometime Saturday afternoon, e Eastern time, probably 3 o'clock or something like that, to do a workshop. This is the thing. Many of us are feeling guided right now. It's important for us to follow our guidance. So one of the, the best things we can do to help ourselves is to really look carefully at our choices and make sure that they're loving, particularly self-loving. And if we are feeling like attacking somebody, anybody, somebody we know, somebody on the TV screen of our life, uh, we're, we're going to feel guilty about it later. We're going to feel bad and wrong about it later. So it's an act of self-love to hand over those judgments and attack thoughts to that higher Holy Spirit self and not to go it alone managing and coping with them. And uh, I know with my prayer partners and my friends, I, I, I kind of have a rule about, hey, yeah, let's share how we're feeling, but we don't have to share everything that we're thinking, everything that we've seen, everything that we've heard. I'm not interested in complaining and fear-mongering. Sometimes we do need to get things off our chest. I, I sure do. And so, but that's, and I, I am mindful of when I'm just feeling like complaining, what's really going on there. And maybe it's time for me to have a long soak in the bathtub and listen to some great music or something I, I like to do um, now that I have a, a home again after all these years. Um, I, I bought myself a TV and it's one of these uh, ones with apps so I can watch a movie on it and things like that so I can take it into the bathtub. I have a huge, lovely jacuzzi bathtub, and I, I don't like jacuzzi because I don't like the sound. I, I like to just be at peace, but I can sit in the bathtub, look out at the window, and or watch a movie and enjoy that relaxation. That's uh, a wonderful thing that I like to do. And I would encourage you to, if you can, get a box of salt, just a regular uh, box of salt that 
you know, you get at the grocery store, nothing fancy, put it in the bathtub or put a couple cups of salt into your bathtub. It's going to support you in resetting your electrical system. And a detoxing salt water pulls toxins out of the skin. I myself, as I wrote about in my daily shot of spiritual espresso, which I've been writing about these things for years, and uh, I was writing about them last week especially, so you can always go to jenniferhadley.com and look for the blog, and um, you can search for topics and things like that. Uh, I was saying that I'm starting a liver cleanse, uh, and I've been doing a lot of liver cleansing in the last couple of years. One of the things that I discovered is that uh, according to Ayurvedic medicine, Chinese medicine, anger gets stored in the liver. And I used to be a very, very angry person, which is very hard on the liver. And I also, uh, when I was a kid, I did a lot of antibiotics because I constantly had strep throat. Hmm, I wonder what that was about. And um, and uh, I also was a saltaholic. I loved, loved, loved salty things. And I think that the combination was really hard on my liver. So I've been following some of the medical medium protocols for a f- couple years now. We're coming up on two years uh, this spring, uh, doing the celery juice, doing the um, detox smoothie, and going in and out of the liver cleanses. And uh, so that is actually incredibly helpful to the body. So what I just did um, this year, we're only on day 12. My father's birthday was yesterday. Happy birthday, Dad. He doesn't listen to the podcast, but he does read my blog. And uh, so, yeah, I, I eased myself off of caffeine, uh, which if you know me, you know that coffee is my emotional support animal. <laughs> I just love coffee. What can I tell you? I love the taste of it. So I I drink half-calf because I don't want a lot of caffeine, but I've even tapered off that that amount. And so, and I don't really eat very much sugar at all. I hardly eat any. But I do recommend taking a break from sugar, weaning yourself off sugar. Uh, I'm not really a drinker, so that isn't, but I'm just encouraging you in your self-love practice, in your de-stress practice, do everything you can to support your physical body in not being challenged. Because the the temptation when there's a lot of stress is to eat things and drink things that are going to kind of stupefy us. You know, that's wheat is a soporific in other words, it's a sleep inducer. Peanuts are a sleep inducer. You know, I, th- I, I, I suspect that's why people give peanut butter and jelly sandwiches to kids is the wheat and the peanuts are going to help them go down for a nap, which is totally understandable. And my God, who doesn't love a peanut butter sandwich? I haven't had one in a long, long time. But they are delicious. I love peanut butter, and I almost never have it. Um, so, But it's looking at the things that you do, the habits that you have, and just seeing if you can tweak some of them. Uh, um, there's, uh, I, I do think that the, the medical medium's advice about cleansing is pretty darn good. And it also is extreme for a lot of people. There, So we don't need to be extreme. We don't. In fact, being extreme is often not being loving and not being kind to ourselves. So we can be kind to ourselves through adding in things that are self-loving. I'm really big on replacing This is going to help decrease the stress. No kidding. It really is going to help decrease the stress. 
So, because anything we do with loving is with love is healing. It's nourishing. It's nurturing. So if we can replace, oh, I like to drink soda. Well, can you have sparkling water that's flavored instead? I know it's not the same thing, but there, are, you know, you can do that. And then maybe instead of doing that, you, if you're drinking the sparkling soda, uh, you you might want to switch it out for some lemon water, or just put some lemon into your sparkling soda, some actual lemon, a bit of cucumber, or something to make it more nutritious and supportive of your organs. Can you just go for a five-minute walk? Just a five-minute walk. I, I One of the things I like about the house I'm living in is I have to walk to the end of the driveway to pick up the mail. So that's I'm definitely going to make that walk. Um, there's a bathroom on each floor here, but I always use my bathroom upstairs. That way I'm always going up and down the stairs all day long. And I will, instead of carrying everything I need when I go upstairs or downstairs, I'll make several trips. I'll be like, oh, I'll need that later. I'll come back for it. So I'm making sure that I'm going up and down the stairs. And these things to me are just ways to nurture myself. And when I'm loving myself, I feel loved. And that is going to counteract the stress because the stress comes from essentially interpreting, interpreting, did I just say that? <laughs> interpreting things that in a way that is unloving and making the meaning that life is against us, that it's not for us. I have found that it's so valuable to recognize that the idea that life is not for me is an idea that I have accepted from the ego thought system. That I'm a victim of life is a thought from the ego thought system that I have decided is true. And when I believe something is true, I'm going to see it everywhere around me. Because it's emanating from me. So if I don't wish to feel like a victim anymore... I don't need to change anything in the world. I just need to change my mind about the world. Let's go back to Lesson 25. In Paragraph 2, we are told, You perceive the world and everything in it as meaningful in terms of ego goals. These goals have nothing to do with your own best interests because the ego is not you. This false identification makes you incapable of understanding what anything is for. As a result, you are bound to misuse it. When you believe this, you will try to withdraw the goals you've assigned to the world instead of attempting to reinforce them. So, we perceive the world and everything in it as meaningful in terms of ego goals. So if my ego goal is to try and control the situation, then I am going to be reinforcing that the situation needs controlling, it's out of control, and that there's a problem that has to be solved in the world. And so I'm going to try and make them do this and those people do that. And I'm going to be trying to control and manipulate things, including my body, including my own emotions, to suit these ego goals. And it's not going to work. And I'm going to feel like a failure. Or it's going to be one of those things where you put the lid on it, but it's going to be popping off every minute unless you're sitting on it and trying to make it stay in the box and that's impossible and it just becomes a very stressful situation of trying to manage and control everything so we're 
helped so much when we can see our goals may not be the goals that would bring happiness. So that's why, for me, making the goal, I simply wish to be loving all of the time. That changed my life. I'm going to focus on love. I am not going to focus on what I don't like. I'm going to focus entirely on what I do like. I'm going to start looking for the good in my brothers and sisters instead of condemning them for what I don't like. And I'm going to do the same for myself. So instead of looking at the meal in terms of what I don't like about the meal, I'm going to start looking at it in terms of what I do like. We're changing our mind about the world instead of trying to change the world. This is how we succeed by truly living a course in miracles. We can have a huge stress reduction. It does take great willingness. And that's why I offer the courses that I do. You can check out the details at jenniferhadley.com for my year-long Masterful Living course, Registration is open right now. The first class is January 25th. Registration will be closing. So if you feel intuitively led and guided to see what we're doing, to check it out, even just to check it out for a month or two, come on down. We are having fun this year. We are rising above the battlefield together. We are a powerful spiritual community that is really enjoying doing the deep work together. And so wherever you are, you'll fit right in. Come and join us. If your intuition is calling you, answer that call. Get the details at jenniferhadley.com. We are truly walking the talk and living the love. And as a result, we're rising above the battlefield. And it's beautiful. Thank you for your love and support. And hope to see you at Sundays with Spirit. Let's say a prayer and a blessing here. So grateful and thankful for the love of God that shines in our hearts and minds. It is our liberator. Truth, love, this is our way. We are grateful to share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Mwah.